Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Beautiful Life. I'm very excited about today's topic. I know I say that a lot, but this one focuses on fitness, which we haven't got into yet, so I'm really excited to share this with you. This is also a subject that I'm also very passionate about. I feel like I'm a very passionate person. I'm very passionate about everything I talk about, but fitness in particular is something that I, I am passionate about just because it, it has so many different facets. My years of research and passion for the medical field has really taken me in a lot of different directions over the years, um, but the most interesting research I think that I've done, not to say that all the other research I've done is not interesting, but this stuff really just speaks to me in a different way, but it's um, really looking into the fitness industry and, you know, a lot of common in injuries and illnesses, things like that, as well as, you know, various training techniques and basically everything in between. That stuff has really struck a chord with me and I really like it. But I will warn you now that this topic does get me a little fired up, so I apologize if I get too um, overly passionate <laughs> about it. So you'll remember that I mentioned in my last episode that moderation is key to everything. Well, you've probably already guessed that this also applies to exercise and fitness. Too much or too little of one thing is not going to help you. Too much water isn't good too little sleep isn't good, too much essential oils isn't good, too little eating isn't good, you pretty much get the idea. Moderation can and should also be applied to every area of fitness. And this is where the fitness industry often fails their clients and why some personal trainers kind of ir irritate me. <laughs> um, and that's not blanket statementing out all of them because honestly, there are some so many wonderful wonderful trainers out there that are absolutely excellent at their jobs that also elevate the fitness industry and that I admire admire very greatly. In fact, the trainers that I most admire are the ones who are constantly looking into new and better ways to train their clients and they keep an open mind and they not only listen to other trainers who have either done more research than they have or who've had success in other areas um, or who, you know, have had different types of training but they also are really up to date on the new scientific research that has come up. But the reason why I'm bringing this up in this podcast episode is because I, just because you're a personal trainer and you're working in the fitness industry and you have been working in the fitness industry for years and years, it doesn't mean that you just stop learning. It doesn't mean that you don't have to keep up to date with new research. <laughs> um... I have found a lot of young trainers especially don't. They think that they've learned it all. They've, they've, they've given up. They're not, I mean, they haven't given up, but they haven't pushed forward. They haven't looked into more things. So you have to be careful when you pick a trainer because you want to make sure that they are up to date with new research and training techniques because obviously that's something that you really want. Things change all the time, year to year, day to day. You see, I personally, I make sure to do my research in every area of what I do, nutrition, fitness, everything. In fact, for the past couple of years, I've actually been learning functional medicine principles from my grandmother, who's a naturopathic doctor. And now guys, I just want to preface this by saying I am not certified in, in functional medicine. I have, do not have a degree, but I have learned some principles in order to fully understand how to direct my clients both in fitness and nutrition. 
So it doesn't matter if I have a certification, it gives me this really great well-rounded view of how the human body works, which I think is really important if you're going to be a fitness trainer, especially if you're working with nutrition. I really wanted from a very young age to study the human body in depth and from a medical perspective, particularly a functional medicine perspective, so that my clients get the very best of the best. With that said, not all trainers are like me. I get that. Not all trainers work with a naturopathic doctor who is trained in functional medicine. Not all trainers even have a grandmother who is, who is a functionally, functional medicine trained naturopathic doctor. I am very blessed to have that opportunity to have a grandmother like that. Not all trainers even have the time to research things in depth like I do. But that's why I'm doing this podcast for you guys. I don't want to keep all of this wonderful information to myself that I know could be helping someone out there. It does bother me when personal trainers, especially young trainers who have gone through very minimal training, think they know everything and don't really listen to others in their field. I've already said this, but I want to reiterate this because a lot of times if they don't listen to the other people in their field or they're not doing their research, they tend to share false information with their followers and with their clients. And I've seen this. It's, I think it's the main reason why it bothers me. Uh, I mean, the main reason why it does bother me is because I know what they're doing is not only going to hurt their clients, but it's also going to hurt them because they always, you know, they will always practice on yourself. And of course, I'm not blanket statementing here, and I don't want you to think I am because that's unfair. You know, you never want to blanket statement anybody. But I guess my point here is that just because you're part of the fitness industry, it's so important to keep your mind open to new ideas and research that could quite possibly elevate your business even more. And I want to use this to empower you, if you're a personal trainer out there, to empower you that this is really, I mean, it does elevate your business. Once you are up to date on all the stuff that's coming out, because there is new research every single day. It empowers you. It empowers your clients. So I'm not saying this to tear anybody down. I'm just saying, you know, just to empower you guys. But I also feel that trainers have the tendency because they are constantly needing to stay in shape and teach clients, and this includes myself, they have a tendency to fall into an exercise addiction. I know that I, I honestly, I have to admit I've never really fallen into this just because I I'd have a lazy side to myself. But with the pressure, knowing that you are a walking business card for your company, you could easily fall into that exercise addiction. Um, They feel like they're being lazy if they skip a day, and it's almost like they can't stay still for too long. Now, again, I have never really experienced this because I do have a lazy side to myself, (laughs) but I have seen a lot of people, especially young people, I'll keep going back to that, young people, um, they they won't be able to stay still for too long. They feel like they need to move all the time. And not that's a bad thing. You should be moving all the time. You should be taking a walk or, you know, at least walking around your house. But doing a workout every single day, more than once a day, it can become a really addictive thing. It can be really a dangerous thing. Now, the percentage of people that fall into this particular category is small. I will admit that. But unfortunately, it is growing, at least from what I have seen. But the worst part is when these trainers, these people are sick, and they don't have to be trainers. They can be just regular people who just love to exercise, who are sick, 
and they exercise anyway, thinking that somehow exercising is going to make them feel better. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is absolutely wrong. And this is what our topic is about today, the main topic of this episode. I know we're about eight minutes in, but when does exercise fall into the too much category? This is what I want to talk about today. When you exercise, your body releases a combination of hormones called your happy hormones. We talked about this in our very first episode. That's endorphins, serotonin, and dopamine. These hormones make you feel energized and happy, and exercise increases blood flow to the brain as well as increases these hormones. Um, It also increases blood flow to the heart, lungs, and muscles to to which it also carries oxygen. All right, so the oxygen comes with the increased blood flow. This also... I mean, this increase in oxygenated blood (laughs) increases energy levels, lowers blood pressure, clears brain fog, and helps with restful sleep at night. So not only are you getting those happy hormones that give you energy, that um, reduce depression and stress and anxiety, but you're also getting these wonderful benefits of increased oxygen. This feeling of energy and euphoria can become very addictive for some people, so much so that they can't go a day without exercising. And this can become a slippery slope for not only trainers, but also people who are really into exercise. Now, if you're concerned that you are exercising too much, or if you just want to know some of the symptoms, here are some of the symptoms that you can look for of over-exercising. So if you feel exhausted rather than energized after a workout, if you get sick very easily or it takes forever to get over a simple cold, A simple cold, if you're taking care of it, if you're boosting your immune system, um, it really shouldn't last more than three to four days. So if it takes you a really long time to get over a simple cold, then it's possible your body's just super run down and you need to take care of it. If you're experiencing depression when you've never experienced it before, if you're unable to sleep or get enough sleep, that includes waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep, If you experience heavy legs, okay, your legs will feel a little bit heavier than usual. If you are irritable, if you are regularly sore for days post-workout session. Exercising more than four to five days a week or if you're overestimating what your body is capable of, if you're lifting 10 pounds when you know your body can only do five, it's possible that you could be experiencing some of these symptoms. It is extremely important to build in recovery time Um, especially if you're doing weight training, your body needs to be able to rebuild and repair the muscles that you worked. Now, there's nothing wrong with heavy weight lifting. You definitely want to challenge your body, but if you challenge it too quickly, that's when you are at more risk of injury, over-exercising symptoms, things like that. So when you are done with your workout bout, if you're doing heavy weight lifting, you really want to set aside a day afterward to just recover, all right? You can take a walk. Um, you can do maybe some light you um, running, jogging, whatever. Um, but you really want to be very gentle with your body after that just so you can repair. Unfortunately, a lot of training programs a lot six days a week with one rest day And each workout session is up to 60 minutes long. And this is really simply ridiculous and can be dangerous if done long term. I typically recommend for my clients three days a week of weight training, cardio, Pilates, HIIT, you know, etc. Whatever you want to do, three days a week. 
with stretching days or mild Pilates, anything very gentle in between, and at least two complete rest days. Now, during rest days, it's important to know, they don't have to be lazy days. I mean, they can if you want. You can sit on the couch all day if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> That's fine with me if you want to take one day to do that. But if you really need to, if you feel like you need to move, doing chores around your house, making your bed, cleaning your, doing your laundry, cleaning your room, um, or even taking a walk around your neighborhood, those are ways of resting. They're giving your muscles a break. You're not really doing a whole lot. But again, if you want to just lay on the couch, it's totally fine. But it's important to listen to your body and its needs. If you're feeling tired or run down, this could be your body's way of telling you to take a break to recover. And you really want to listen to this. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, and again, I go back to this, particularly young people, push through an illness or intense fatigue to get a workout in. Do they end up feeling better afterward? Not usually. And yet, they never change their routine. If they get sick, they still exercise. <laughs> it drives me crazy. In fact, the likelihood of them getting even sicker is even higher than if they had just let their bodies recover. Moderate exercise can strengthen the immune system. However, prolonged vigorous exercise can actually lower your immune function. Studies have shown that high-intensity exercise performed for more than 90 minutes a day, or more than 90 minutes, can make you more susceptible to illnesses and viruses for up to three days after your workout session. This is because your body releases hormones that temporarily suppress the immune system during exercise. Because the immune system is suppressed, the body is more prone to upper respiratory tract infections, latent viral reactions, reactivation. So um, people, particularly with strep throat, sometimes it'll um, lay dormant in the body. So if you are over-exercising, that latent viral reactivation might come up and, you know, you might find that you are getting strep throat again. Um, and even impaired immune response to vaccines can be possible. I've also seen people with sinus infections and sinusitis, ear infections, or even the flu after um, get these things after a week or two of strenuous daily exercise. Um, another thing I want to mention, and I'll probably mention it again, is when you are exercising, all of the energy in your body goes to the muscles that you are working. So everything that is non-vital to what you are doing is shut down. That's why you don't eat directly before you exercise because your digestion's shut down. Um, it's temporarily shut down. All of your organs that are not necessary for what you're doing because all of the blood flow, all of the energy is going to your extremities so that you can lift weights or do whatever you're doing. So same thing with the immune system. Everything is going to be shut down. Blood flow is going to be restricted to your extremities so that you can perform what you're doing faster. It's a different type of stress. It's physical stress on your body. It's going to create that same effect as mental stress. So you've got to remember that. It's very important. Did you actually, did you know that there's actually a point where exercise stops benefiting your body? It's true and it's crazy. Once you've hit the 60 minute mark, your body is no longer responding positively to exercise. In fact, it's not even responding at all. In fact, the going past an hour can actually put your body at greater risk of catabolism, which is the breakdown of tissue, canceling the potential growth of new muscle. In order to grow more muscle, in order to um, build muscle, make it stronger, the more you exercise, the more microscopic tears will appear in the muscle. 
And in order for your muscle to build strength or density, get bigger for muscle building, um, you have to let those tears heal so they'll heal stronger. The only way to do that is to rest, right? So if you're constantly pushing your muscles, those tears will not heal and then it will end up leading to breakdown. So an increase of cortisol also will prevent proper healing. So not only are you not letting those tears in your muscles heal, you're also having this excess cortisol, which if you'll remember from our first episode, it is released during stress. So if you're doing physical stress, the cortisol is still going to be released. It's the same type of stress. So it's also going to prevent the healing even further. Overuse injuries, such as biceps tendonitis, strains, sprains, frozen shoulder, etc., are also more common in overexercisers as their recovery time is much, much shorter. Finally, rather than experiencing an increase in happy hormones and energy, there's a possibility that you might begin to feel depression, anxiety, and increased irritability due to the fact that the healthy hormone balance in your body is forced out of homeostasis. Homeostasis may just basically means balance. This can also lead to other health issues if not properly dealt with. You'll remember from my first episode, again, I keep referring to that, um, that there are specific dangers to long-term high cortisol. And you guys can go back and, and listen to that episode because it's really important to know the effects of high cortisol levels not only on your physical, but also your your mental, because it, it affects both. My best recommendation, which I give to all my clients to and also adhere to myself, is to keep fitness routines under an hour. 45 minutes, honestly, is the ideal amount of time for an excellent workout and offers the best benefits to your body. Sometimes less is more. Actually, I would go so far as to say all the time, less is more. It's more important that you maintain homeostasis and balance within your body than to push your body past what it can handle too quickly. Working your way up to the level of strength that you desire slowly is the best way to go. So the next time you're working out with a trainer or you're putting together your own workout routine, do your best to keep your routine within a healthy time frame. Do only what your body can handle and take the time you need to recover in between sessions. I highly recommend taking two days. Really seriously, guys two days of rest. If you have any questions about this topic, it could go into a lot more detail. Um, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Just go ahead and send them to me either via email or you can send me audio clips on anchor.fm or you can contact me via social media. I've also written a book, A Dancer's Diary, in which I talk about these subjects and a lot more and definitely in a lot more detail. You can find it on Amazon. I love sharing this stuff with you guys. I love sharing my research with you. I love sharing my thoughts with you. Um, next week, we'll be talking a little bit about vitamin D and why it's so important and how we can get enough natural vitamin D during the winter. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week, have a beautiful day.